Hi, I'm Michelle Lewis. And I'm Craig Lewis. And this is the Running Tales podcast. Which is all about this. Hi, my name is Michelle Lewis. Ten years ago, you'd have been lucky to see me run to the end of the road. These days, running is second nature to me. From marathons to park runs to putting my own running group through their paces, you'll often see me in suitably loud attire, getting ready to pound the pavements. And here's a secret. If I can do it, you can too. There's so many wonderful and inspiring stories in the world of running. And not just running, some of my favourite tales involve those who take to their wheelchairs, bikes or simply their own trusty feet in an attempt to get fitter, faster or just have some fun. In this podcast, I'm going to be in conversation with some of the most inspiring and fascinating of these people. Remember, it's your time, your speed, your way. The only person you need to keep up with is yourself. Welcome to Running Tales. If you're a regular runner and you're someone who loves your park run, you can't have failed to have missed the amazing story this week of 92-year-old Arthur Walsham. It's been all over the BBC and other places. Despite his more senior years, Arthur completed his 300th park run recently at Longford Park in Stretford near Manchester. It made Michelle and I think of the story of our very own Bob Emerson, local legend at uh, Northampton Park Run where we go to. And we thought this week on Running Tales, we'd go back and have another little look at Bob's story. Michelle spoke to Bob in July last year. And at that point, he'd completed the 5K park run 399 times. He's reached that 400 now. He's approaching 450. We thought we'd play his interview from back then in case you've missed it, because it really is worth listening to Bob's fantastic story. Well, when I was about 15, uh, I joined a, a club uh, called Gosford's Harriers. That's in Newcastle, and uh, I run quite quite a lot. And then I um, I did my national service, and uh, I ran during my time in uh, Egypt. We had cross country and track races. And uh, when I finished my service, I was twenty. I had a job where I had to work on Saturdays so I didn't have a chance to carry on running until things changed and we we had uh, races on Sundays and when I was about 44 I I was working for the Nationwide Building Society and they had an annual run a sort of across country so I said oh I think I could do that so I went along and I had a I had a good run there and um, I got into a club, I want to do this regular, Uh, did a few races with the veterans. This was a a local club called Rugby in Northampton. After that, uh, I got into a state where I wanted to run every day, I I ran every day, I ran races every other week. I started off running a half marathon and then it got to let's do a marathon so the marathon came and i had a, I had a good run there we had a marathon at um, swinderby in uh, lincolnshire they said to me what sort of time are you going to do i was i was about 48 by this time i said oh anything between three hours and four hours so i did the mileage i trained every 
every Saturday or Sunday, I did a 20 mile run. And then we uh, we had the race and I did three hours, two minutes. Oh, wow. And everybody said, crikey, that's, that's a bit of a shock. First marathon, three, three or two thirty it was. And um, I felt I could have run a lot quicker. I was so comfortable. Really? Oh, wow. When I finished the run, I ran through the finish and my wife was stood there and I ran on. She said, where are you going? I said, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a cool down and run a bit further. <laughs> you are Forrest Gump. So, so that was it. And uh, when can I get another marathon? Well, we had, we had London, the first London. Uh, so I put my entry in, a pound to run. That's all it was in them days, one pound. So I'd done a couple more marathons, but London was a big event, and the first marathon that they had there, there was only about 6,000 in it. Uh, Mad Sharples was there, the old girl, 65-year-old, first old woman to run a marathon. So I did three, I did 2.52. That was, that was a PB for me, I'd done, I'd done under three hours several times after that and then it got to a stage where um, I think I could run further than a marathon so we had a race in Scotland called the Two Bridges it starts at a place called um, King Cardine and they, they run along the fourth uh, the first force until you get to a place called King Cardine. You cross that bridge, you run back until you get to the big bridge, the fourth bridge, and you run through that, and then you get to the finish, which is where you started, 36.2 miles. So I did the bridges, and I had a good run there, no problem. Next thing, next year, the big race for runners that want to do a, a distance, London to Brighton, so... Is that the first ever London to Brighton? No, or? No, 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 it had been gone, it had been gone for 50 years. So I put my entry in and I did the London to Brighton, had a good run there. The first time I realised that I was a, a little bit special as far as distance is concerned was when the Roadrunners Club of England said they were having a 100k race at the Crystal Palace. 100k, 62.2 miles. So they said, would you like to come? I said, yeah, I'll come along. So we went down to Crystal Palace and uh, I got to, to the start and I, there was a fella there that were doing the, the timing and he said, what about these world records? This was for an over 50. And I said, I, I, I don't know, what, what, what are they? And he said, well, there's several records. You might be able to, to break the records, which are for old men. They're not, they're not proper yeah. records. The world record for 100K on a young man is just over six hours, which is 10 minute mile and for the whole of the race. So I said, well, we'll see how it goes. Well, when I got to 30 miles, he said, world record, world best. So I carry, I carry on. I say, um, 
50k, which is 31 miles, mm. another record. Carry on running, feeling good, 40 miles, another record. 50 miles, another record. 62 miles, 100k, by this time, I'm in the lead. Wow. I, I, so how old was you? I was 50 or 51, I can't remember yeah. which. I'm in the lead and I finished the race and I've had five world bests, as what they call a world best. Yeah. It's a, it's a world best for a man of that age. And so I said, I'm a world beater. You are, officially. officially. Wow, you kept that. I've never heard that story before. That's amazing. So that was it. You truly are a legend. And, and so that year, I was the Roadrunners champion of Great Britain for everybody, all their runners. I was, I was their 100K champion. And it was mainly because there was no other better runners in the race. But I was 50. What else can I do? Well, 24 hours was the option. You get on a track and you run for 24 hours and you see how far you can go. So I did a few. The first 24 hours I did was in Milton Keynes Shopping Centre in, in a February cold winter's day, snow on the ground outside, and we were running 24 hours. And I did 107 miles which wasn't brilliant, but it was a good start. I progressed through to several 24 hours and ended up with 132 miles. Wow. That was was the best I ever got, which is not especially good because a first-class run for 24 hours is 140 miles. You're not that far. That's what you reckon to do. The world record's about 180 miles. But anyway, I was an old man by this time. I'm, uh, I'm over 50, so it's still a good time for an old guy. And then I carried on. I'm getting older. I'm running quite well. I get to run London 18 times, and I'm 69. Well, that October, my hip started to play up. So I had to have a new hip. After a while, I decided that I wasn't going to be able to carry on without with the pain. So I had my left hip resurfaced. And the guy who did it said, well, you will be able to run again, but it's going to take time to rest it and let it heal up, which I did and I left it out for eight months and then I started up again and I was running quite well, no pain, metal hip, Birmingham hip, no problem. When I started running I kept a little note of how many miles I'd run and uh, I read read a book about people who'd run a hundred thousand miles. Ron Hill, who recently died, was the guy who I'd known it had run over 100,000 miles in his running career. So 
I said, I'm going to do 100,000 miles. When I was 70, my first hit went, I'd done 97,000 miles. And I said, well, I'm going to, I'm going to finish the 100,000. So when the hip got better, I carried on running and I got 100,000. I ran a race at Market Harbour, a five-mile race, and as I finished the race, I had completed 100,000 miles in training and running. So what can you do? Carry on running. <laughs> and I've now done about 115,000 miles. But Do you record every I, mile that you did? I, now, let's be honest, us, you know, recent runners, yeah. Strava, all the if path. it's not on Strava, it doesn't count. But with you, Strava didn't exist when yes. you started running. So have you got a little log book? With... I've got it all down in a book. All the park runs. On the Saturdays, I did a park run. That was three miles. And if I go out today, which I will, it'll be another three miles. So I'm not making much progress, but I'm still adding them up. Did a couple more London marathons on the hip uh, until I was 76 and the other hip went. Oh. So what do I do? I have to have it done. So two hips, two metal hips. I come back after that and I'm still able to run. I was doing less and less because I, I was about 79 by this time. and. Parkrun started. My daughter was listening to Radio Northampton and she said they're having a run in the, in, in the park. It's it on the race course. So I said, oh, I, I think we could do that. A friend of mine uh, who's a regular parkrunner, Alan Palmer, uh, I said, will you come on? He said, yeah, we'll go down and do it. And it was number five. It had been on for four weeks. So we did the park run and we liked it. So what do we do? We carry on. He's done over 300 and of course I'm approaching the, the magic figure. Yeah. Well, the 500 would be, be the, the best thing you could uh, obtain, but... I'll, COVID, I'll, you I'll know, blame COVID. <laughs> so COVID came along and stopped us. On 399. On 399, if it had been on one more week, I would have had me 400. Uh, I've been down to the race course and ran about five times just to see that I can still do it. And every day in Walgrave, I get my kit on and I run 5k just to prove I can still go around. And we're now waiting for the park run to start again. A couple of more weeks, A hopefully. A couple of more weeks. Uh, I'm intent to carry on until I can't run. And that's, that's what you've got to do. So you've done, like you said, you've done some big races in your, in your running career, but as you often say to me, you say, Michelle, but it's park run where I get the biggest recognition. Why do you think that is? Well, it's, it's because I talk to everybody and uh, parkrun is not just a, it's not a race, it's a run and it's such a friendly uh, atmosphere. You make hundreds of friends, literally, 
I, I made a lot of friends when I was running proper races, but parkrun has been something else, really. And uh, I, I recommend anybody to, to come along and if you can't run all the way, run a bit and walk a bit, which is what I do now. How do you feel like, you know, when you see Carol in a wheelchair, you see the little kids running with their responsible adults, you see dogs as well taking part, that park run is not just about runners? Well, it is just a determination to keep going. Uh, I was watching a bit of telly the other week and the disabled triathlon was on and some of the people that do the triathlon with one leg or no legs well, there's a, there's a guys who really are amazing. Parkrun is just something that helps everybody get by. So we often talk, and I know that you've still got every pair of trainers that you've ever run in. Why do you keep all your trainers? I don't know. I'm 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 a collector of everything. I'm a hoarder, <laughs> and. Uh, I'm wearing a pair of trainers now that are about 25 years old. I've got I've got two new pairs of trainers, but I don't like wearing them. I like the old stuff. So what is your favourite make of trainer? Like you say, you've got a, a long-running career of trainers. Often runners ask each other, oh, what, you know, especially newbies, oh, what's the best trainer to wear? What has been your best trainer? Well, the best trainer I ever had was the... Uh, the Reebok, which was a Brit British make, Paris. It was called the Reebok Paris. When I was 50, a guy rang up and said, um, would you like to come along to Loughborough and do some marathons on the treadmill? And I said, what, is it, what does it mean? And he said, well, I, I want to get seven people to do it and we do three marathons with a, a month between. And uh, I wore these trainers on the treadmill, ran three marathons, and uh, in around about three hours. So those trainers have got a special memory for me Aww. of running on this treadmill at Loughborough, you see. Uh, there's been others. But I've got the lot. I've still kept them, all, all of them on shelves in the garage. Oh, I'm glad you said the garage, because your wife could not be happy that you kept every single pair. Some of them are completely worn out, but I'm not chucking them away. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. So you're known, you always wear the same green Silverstone 10K top. Yeah. Now, this top has special meaning and two, was it about two three years ago Silverstone yeah. 10k yeah. asked you to start the race yeah, how was that when you got asked well I've run about 15 Silverstone 10k's some people have run more but 15 is a good good tour one of the guys who organized Silverstone had noticed that I wore their commemorative t-shirt every week when I did the park run and at that I was 85 that year and I was going to run park I was going to run Silverstone because it would be another age group you yeah. see 85 and uh, so 
he he got in touch with me and he said, I want you to run part, uh, our Silverstone race. And I said, yeah, I was going to do it anyway. So he, um, he said, right, well, come along. You don't need to pay an entry fee. Just come along on the night and we'll get you to start the race. And that was one of the biggest events in my running career because although I run many, many races, I stood in front of the whole race with number 1000 on my, my back and pulled the, the hooter that started the race. And when everybody had run across the mat, I followed them across the mat and timed myself and finished the race. Two of our park runners came along and watched me. That was Emma and Zoe, who are regular park runners, and they were there at the finish cheering me on. And that was a really big occasion for me. Because you had your park run family there too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what, obviously, we're getting very close now to park runs starting again. What are you most looking forward to, just seeing everyone? Yes, I'm looking forward to standing up, which I no doubt will be asked to do, and possibly having a drink in my hand and saying it was worth waiting for.